0: We magnify you today, Lord Jesus. We exalt you today. We exalt you and honor you. Hallelujah in this place. Have your way. Teach us. Fill us. Move in us. We thank you for unction and for utterance in the Holy Ghost today. May we speak freely as the oracles of God. Father, we thank you for calling us, equipping us, putting us into the ministry, counting us faithful. Father, we thank you that we are here to equip the saints today. So, Father, as as we've said so many times, make our tongue as the pen of a ready writer speaking forth your words today. May your words penetrate our spirit. Hallelujah. Causing faith to awaken in every believer today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise Lord. You can take your seats. Hallelujah. We are in, again, the right place at the right time. Praise God. With the right people doing the right things. Amen. Glory to God. I believe, uh, once again, I believe that uh, these meetings have been divinely ordained by God. We're just absolutely thrilled to partner, uh, basically partner in ministry right now. With Word of Life, Hallelujah, and with pastors Daryl and Lisa and Justin and staff here, and and uh, we just uh, God has just done a, a knitting together of our hearts uh, with pastors Daryl and Lisa and with, with Pastor Justin and and uh, we just believe for such a time as this, Amen. There is something that God is is moving the body of Christ into, Amen, because there is progressive revelation. Amen. And so many times uh, we've been in ministry ourselves for 40, well, we're, we're going to celebrate 42 years of marriage in November. Woo! Praise the Lord. Nice. It worked. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> 42 years of marriage together uh, in ministry. We've been in ministry since we met. We met in a traveling music group. And, and uh, so we've, we've just, this is all we know is to minister in churches. We travel with Brother Hagen's ministry for 10 solid years with his ministry as part of his HELPS team, the music team, and and anything he needed done helping. Kevin grew up in ministry with his family before that. uh, My dad was a pastor. This is all we know. And um, uh, Pastor Justin uh, said it to us, uh, either in the office or in the service, I don't remember, you said, you're just getting started. And uh, I believe that. I believe that. We finally feel like we have something to offer. (laughs) Glory to God. We've been at it long enough where we've seen cycles. We've seen different moves of God, different emphasis of God. We've seen different um, uh, utterances and different waves and, and, and camps and all kinds of things. And just enough now to where our heart is so full. And we want to help people so much, and we want to be the mouthpiece of God on the earth for the time that we're living in. Praise God. So I believe uh, we do, and and same with pastors, Daryl and Lisa, Um, we have longevity in ministry, yet at the same time, all of it has been seasoned for this time, for the time we're living in, or we wouldn't be here now. We're here for this time. Glory to God, hallelujah, for this generation. And when I say this generation, I don't mean the younger generation. I mean the generation of all the peoples that are alive right now, amen. This is the generation God wants to speak to. He doesn't speak to us the good old days. We used to have it this way. This is the way we used to do it. It brought us to where we are now, but he's speaking now to this people, amen, amen. And so there are some ways he is speaking and some ways that he is moving, praise God, that is the same God. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Amen. But there are ways to say things to the people who are experiencing life now. Because life is different. He's the same. But people approach life differently. People approach uh, ideas differently. (laughs) Hello. Amen. Amen. When you think about the way I grew up, right, the way I was brought up, I would never talk to my parents the way some people talk to their parents, right? Because people are different. God is the same. People are different. So he has a way to speak to these people. He has a way to speak to all of us always because he's always relevant. Amen. He may be the ancient of days, but he's not old. Amen. He is absolutely alive. Oh, thank you, Lord. And this word is so powerful. You know that Hebrews, the fourth chapter says in the 12th verse, that the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen. I love the Amplified Classic. And now that we're in our 60s, we say the classic version. I like the Amplified Classic. And, uh, but it says this, the word that God speaks. When sometimes we think about, and and as I said uh, already previously, and I'm I'm recognizing faces that were with us yesterday, so I I think we can just build on where we've been already. But as I said yesterday, these meetings are specifically for a deposit of healing and some signs and some miracles, amen? But at the same time, we don't want to just teach on healing, we want to teach on or impart a connection with God himself. Because if we have a connection with God himself, healing is easy. But if you pursue healing, you'll be pursuing an event. You'll, per, you'll be pursuing a task rather than pursuing healer. But if we pursue him and connect with him, healing is easy. Prosperity is easy. All of the things that he has said become easy because we know him. Jesus said to the Pharisees, you search the scriptures because in them you think you find eternal life, but they all point to me. They point to me. Amen. Amen." And he said, and you don't want me. So when we say that the word that God speaks, Hebrews 4.12, or excuse me, yeah, Hebrews 4.12 in the Amplified Classic, um, I I want us to not only think of God in our relationship with a book. Your relationship with God should be more than the book. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. When you read the book, you should think the word that God speaks yes. is alive and full of power. This book has a voice. Yes. 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 It's not simply printed words yes. because we don't think in printed words. Yes. We don't communicate with one. I mean, we text one another. Hello. Oh, yeah. Amen. Amen but even texting come on how many of you uh uh can tell if um like for example i'll give you an example my my husband and i communicate with our office manager she lives in alabama we live here we moved to orlando 10 years ago from alabama this is kevin's home area his his parents were here when we came back and they were in their latter years and so it was a good time for us to come back here and and uh but she's still in alabama So everything we do is, is, communication-wise, is digital. (laughs) You know, it's either FaceTime or texting or emailing or telephone calling. It's remote. But now we can text our office manager, and Kevin sometimes will be in the car and he'll say, text Beth and text this to her, and so I'll text it, but she knows it's coming from me even though it's on his phone. (laughs) Right? It's printed words. But she can tell he didn't do it, it's me. Yeah. Yeah. It's still my voice. Yeah. How many of you can tell the difference when somebody else texts on another person's yeah. phone? Exactly. You go, wait a minute, who else is with you? Who's with you? Yeah. You're, you're, that wasn't you, yeah. right? Yeah. We can tell that. Yeah. Even though there's no tone in print. Right. You can't really communicate tone, right. emotion so much. You got you know emojis and things yeah. and all that. But it's still fake. Come on, it's still fake. It's not real communication. So you've got to be careful that your communication doesn't rely on just the printed word with anyone. That's true. With anyone. I mentioned my mother yesterday. It's funny because she was watching last night when I was and I had talked about her. But um, my my mom, who's 91. And we text a lot. She understands that many times because we're traveling, I don't have time for conversation. I'm, you know, so we text a little bit back and forth. And we're in a group text with my sisters and my mom. And, and so, you know, we do that. But uh, uh, every now and then, I, I have to remind myself she wants to hear my voice. My mom needs to hear my voice, you know. And so uh, I'm not usually a real phone talker. I'm I you might think well you can talk a lot. I can, but I'm not am not really a phone person much. And so I've got to remind myself she needs to hear my voice. So our our relationship with the word with the Bible. We need to remember that it has a voice. The word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. If you're missing any of those words, active, operative, energizing, and effective, when you read the word, you're not reading it right. I said, if it's not active, operative, energizing, and effective, you're not reading it right. If if it's just sitting there flat and, and theory and hypotheticals and it should be, but I'm not experiencing that. Yeah. I know it's supposed to be true, and I'll shout and I'll get excited at church. Woo! The word of God is setting me free and there's no experience. Right. Right. You haven't connected yet.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: You haven't connected yet. <clears throat> so I wanna help I wanna help us connect. Amen. And uh, I I liked watching, uh, anybody like watching HGTV? Come on, there's mostly ladies here today. We like watching HGTV. I I had a friend say that means how God talks vision. (laughs) And so through HGTV, all these renovation things that they do, you know, the befores and afters. And it's always fascinating. Sometimes I just watch the beginning and then I come back to it and watch the end. You know, I just like what they do to it. Yeah. I don't yeah. need to hear all the drama in the middle.
1: Yeah,
0: amen. <laughs> uh, sometimes there's a lot of drama. And, uh, but at the same time, you know, you just like seeing it better than it was before. Yeah. 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 And the creativity that's there. And some people can make something completely different yeah. than what they started with. Other people are content just to paint the wall. You know, just paint the wall just move the furniture around a little bit, just do a little you know, it's better. I can live with it, you know. Then there's other people who are like, you know, we could knock down that wall. You can what? You can you can you can take that wall away? You mean actually remove the wall? Yep. I don't have to run into that wall all the time. I could take, oh, well, that's interesting, you know. And then we can just paint the other stuff. No, you know, really what we're going to do is just, let's just rip it down to the studs.
1: <laughs>
0: well, that sounds like a lot of work. But the finished product yeah, is. is the thing they really want, <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, right? It's like, it's brand new. Yeah. Same house, but brand new. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of times what, what, what we do with the word is we paint a wall. I can live with it this way. I, I, it's, it's, a, it's better than it was. I mean, I, God gets me out of a lot of situations and, you know, praise the Lord uh, it's it's not that bad. And to me, that's kind of like just painting the wall, you know, when we could just take it down to the studs and rebuild it. Why not? Amen? You know the word's really that good? It's really that good? Hallelujah. Paul told Timothy, all scripture, all scripture is given by God, hallelujah, by inspiration given by God, amen, and is profitable for reproof, for doctrine, for instruction in righteousness that the man will be thoroughly equipped and ready for anything, amen, amen, so, uh, in the in the first service on Sunday, we we uh, read some things to you to help us to get this idea or get a new concept of God's word. <clears throat> if you'll if you'll bear with us, I believe God wants to impart something so that every time you look at the word, you see it differently. Amen. Amen. That we won't just. Paint the wall and say, I've been confessing the Word. I'm doing the Word. And it be a lingo, be a phrase that we use. But really the meaning and the, and the, the, the empowerment of the Word when you confess, let's really make that connection with not just the book, but the God who breathed it. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Amen? Because we have been, and Kevin brought this out yesterday, that uh, any man is in Christ, right? He's a new creature. Everybody say new. new. You're a new creature. God didn't paint the wall.
1: Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: We didn't just accept Christ into our old life. We didn't just add him into our normal walking around life, he really invited us into his life and he seated us in heavenly places in Christ, in Christ, not just with Christ, in him, joined to him. Amen. And he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit, one spirit. Everything we have comes out of our union with Christ. Not our acceptance of him into our old life. Just adding him on top of our old mind, our old thinking, our old ways. And we're just, oh, well, I'm going to confess my way out of that. And it's not active, operative, energizing, and effective. It's just a lot of work. And we, we bring it to God like, I've been confessing, I've been speaking, I've been, you know, eh, eh, yeah. Yeah. and if we have that attitude, I'm not condemning anybody on this now, all right? I'm not, I'm not trying to belittle any of those actions of doing the word, all right? Because I'm all about doing in response to him and doing in response to his word. I'm not about doing to impress him. I'm not about doing to work for something. Amen. Amen. So this, when, when uh, Paul told Timothy that all scripture is given by God, by inspiration of God, the word inspiration comes from two Greek words. It comes from the word theos, which means God, and Numa or Nu, which means breath. Numa means the breath of God. Amen, the breath of God. And the Jews, um, Numa to the Jews meant this: to be the powerful force of God that created the universe and all living things, and the force that continues to sustain creation. So when he said all scripture is given by inspiration by the breath of God, right? So the 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 uh, the force that created the universe was his breath or his words, with his breath, right? So his words contain him. They're not just a record of what he has spoken. They contain him because his breath breathed them. They contain his DNA. And we gave this example. I got this example from someone else. It's not my original, but it's a good one. I don't know that I can improve on it, so I'll just give it. All right. I'm just not taking credit for it, but there, if I had a balloon in my hand, a deflated balloon, it hasn't been blown up yet, it, you can't see the form yet that it's going to be until you breathe in it. When you breathe into it, then it shows its capacity of what it can become, the form that it was intended to have Before the breath went into it, right? There's an intended shape. So once it's breathed into, that shape becomes visible. What it was meant to be becomes visible. Mm -hmm. And then you tie a knot into it, and the force that created it and made it become visible now sustains it and keeps it in that form. And if you analyze the very breath that was on the inside of it, you would see that it contained my DNA. So parts of me are what is containing and sustaining this shape, this form. Look with me to John chapter 1, verse 1. John chapter 1, verse 1. We're looking at this with new eyes, amen? We're ripping things down to the studs and putting it back. <clears throat> we're not just going to add this into our arsenal. Praise God. This is going to freshen up our arsenal. Praise yes. the Lord. John chapter 1, verse 1, and we're, taking, we're able to take our time here this morning and tomorrow morning to get into some of this so that other things make more sense. In the beginning was what? The Word. (laughs) Now think of this. In the beginning was not a book. In the beginning was the Word. Word came from God. Right? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. What was? The Word was. The Word was with God and was God. He, he who? He the Word. Don't we say that Jesus is the Word? Then why do we have an inanimate relationship with the book? If Jesus is the Word, he contains the DNA of God, right? He is God. Therefore, the word contains God. It's not just suggestions. It's not just, quote, promises. We sometimes refer to promises of God. And, and I'm not so sure I like that term. Because in our vernacular and in our relationship with people, promises aren't always kept. Right. And so when we say a promise, God promised, then we have this, uh, a little bit of an idea of, I know he really liked that to happen for me. But probably only if I meet certain conditions, if I do something on this side, well then that, that promise could be void. So now a promise doesn't carry the weight that the word really carries. Right. Because he didn't just make a suggestion about something. He is the very thing that sustains it and causes it to continue. Right. Amen. Praise God. Are you following? <clears throat> We're going to dig a little bit today, all right? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He. He. The word was in the beginning with God. All things, all things were made through him, through him, the word. Everything we see. Now, we know this. This is nothing you don't know. He made everything, right? Yeah. But how did he make it? All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. In him, in the word, was life. Life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it or could not put it out. Glory to God. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. In Him, (laughs) He, everything was made in Him, through Him, by Him. Amen. And that Spirit breathed the pneuma of God, the Spirit of God. In God's breath, in forming the world with words, with Jesus, with the Holy Ghost, the three in one made everything that we see. Glory to God. Amen. Let's remind ourselves then of Genesis 1. Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Well, John's gospel told us how he did it. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. Hallelujah. He was with him in the beginning. Nothing was made without him. So in the beginning, God created. And we see, next verse, next verse and he spoke, right? And he spoke, and he spoke, and it was so. He spoke, and it was so. He blew up every balloon. Everything that he made, there was a form in his heart already what it was going to look like, mm-hmm. and he spoke and breathed it and made that, and it formed with his breath, yes. and in one was a tree and one was a bird, and one was, you know, everything he spoke into existence, he breathed his very life into it to sustain it. Amen. And those are just the things that we see. Everything you see, everything we see, without him was nothing made that was made. So everything we see, everything we experience I mean, the the universe. I mean, let's get let's get all the way out there. The stars, the heavens, the planets, the everything came because it was on purpose. Yes. There was no big bang, no. <laughs> and all of a sudden, every intric- in- intricate intricate thing. <laughs> thank you. Everything was made so fearfully and wonderfully. The complexities, oh my goodness, the complexities. But it's because God breathed it with his very life. And then when he formed man, the Bible says he breathed into Adam and made him a living soul. He breathed his very life into man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. God's breath. Amen. Go with me to Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Thank you, Lord Hebrews the 11th chapter <clears throat> verse 3 by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Hallelujah Jesus is the word amen the breath of God breathed into the word so that the things which are seen, were not made of things which are visible. It sounds kind of like a play on words in a sense. The things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. But he did make them with things. The substance that he made the world with Was his words. His words carry his substance. His DNA. His breath, right? His every word. Why Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We have to live on his words. Because his words carry not only what to do, but they carry the power to do it. Because... His substance yes. is in the words that he spoke and can sustain the words that he right. spoke so that they come to pass.
1: Amen. Yes. That's good. Amen.
0: So we can't live by bread alone. We can't just live a natural life. If you're a born again Christian, you are a new creature. You are a spirit first. And your spirit got recreated, praise God, with the very life of God himself on the inside of you. He blew up your balloon. With his very own substance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we don't live life like like we used to. We have put on the new man. Glory to God! We are now joined to Christ. We are now seated in heavenly places, yes. far above all, all right. principality and might and power and dominion. Yes. We have access to a whole different realm. Amen. Amen. Not just adding it into our old yes. life right. and putting Amen. it on top yeah. like we learned a new way to do yeah. uh, uh, cook something. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Amen.
0: It's not a new skill. It's a new life. It's a new nature. And we're treating the word like it's a skill. Uh, Wow! Something we've got to learn to do differently. But it's what it is, is we've been created differently. Let's respond and do according to who we are on the inside. That's But if we don't recognize the power that's on the inside of us, we will continue, as Paul said, to act like mere men. First Corinthians, the third chapter, he said, I'd really like to tell you about some of the deeper things of God because it's amazing. But I still have to feed you with milk because you're acting like mere men. That caught me so hard one day, I thought, oh, we're not supposed to be mere men. Look with me to, to John's Gospel, the third chapter. John chapter 3. You're not bored, are you? Are you okay? All right. You're not going, yeah, 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 I know all of this. <laughs> John chapter 3, Jesus is talking here, having a con- conversation with Nicodemus. And uh, we all know this, of course, because eventually he said in verse 16, for God so loved the world. We know that. We take that, you know, out of its setting so much, and, and it's, it's good all by itself. Amen. Yeah, yeah. But let's look at it just for a moment in context here. Nicodemus, uh, a Pharisee, came to Jesus <clears throat> And he said in verse in verse 2 This man came to Jesus by night and said to him Rabbi we know that you are a teacher come from God come from God for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God Nicodemus is recognizing something. You're a teacher, but you're not like us. You're different than we are. You had to have come from God. Why? Because you're doing things that only God can do. You're doing things that only God can do. Now, religion would like to to separate this thing right here right, and go, because Jesus was God, right. he does all that God stuff, but you're just a stupid human. Uh-huh. <laughs> and humans don't do that unless God would grant some wonderful, you know, uh, request. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. And if you listen to the radio, you'll be confused.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> yep.
0: yeah, that's true. We were in the car yesterday on the way home from church, and we were listening to, uh, you know, the local... Uh, Christian radio station, and it got to the song, and and and, uh, and I quickly I go, oh bad song, bad, so- bad song, bad song, bad 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 song. Turn it off, turn it off, yeah. because it's like I know you can, I know you're able, uh-huh. I know you, but even if you don't,
1: uh-huh.
0: yeah. mere men,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. mere men, yes. that's how mere men think. Yes. I know you can, Lord. So religion will stop and say, Jesus did everything he did because he was God and you're not, so but I want to tell you something, you are.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. You are. You're joined to him. Yes. Amen. You're not separate from him. You're joined to him. So at least Nicodemus recognized where he came from. Right? And he said, We know you're from God because only God can do the things you're doing. There's an attachment there with you that's different than the way we teach. We teach with no results. Right. You're teaching with results. Amen. Am I in a church that wants results? Yes. Yes. Right. Yes.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. yes, right.
0: Or are we willing to take God's word and go? It, wouldn't it be great if it really worked? <laughs> We've seen it work sometimes. Woo-hoo! Woohoo! We get so excited when it works. Yay! It worked. It worked. It worked. Praise the Lord. But it sometimes uh, doesn't seem to work. Don't know why. It's probably me. It's just stupid me. I'm just, I'm just a mere man. I can lie. Yeah.
1: Amen.
0: You're not a mere man. Right. Don't act like a mere man. So he says, we know you've come from God because you're able to do all these things. And so it's an interesting answer that Jesus gave. And let's, let's look at this. Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly, I came from God and I can do all these things. No. it's not what he said. He immediately made a broad statement. He made a broad statement. Unless one is born again. He's immediately starting to blow up a balloon. He's starting to blow up a balloon of what's about to be possible mm-hmm. for one who is born again. That's the things you've seen me do, here's what's going to happen when people get born again the stuff I've been doing. Yes. I'm starting to blow up the balloon and show the form that's possible. Yes. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, and that literally means born from above, born from above. He cannot see the kingdom of God. He's not talking about going to heaven here because Nicodemus is talking about the works that Jesus has been doing. He's got no question about heaven right now. Are you with me? He's not asking, how can someone go to heaven? He's saying, how is it that you're doing the things you're doing? So Nicodemus, or Jesus' answer is, when one is born again, he will also perceive or see the kingdom of God. That word see means perceive, not go to. Not go to the kingdom of God, but he will experience, perceive the kingdom of God on the earth. So Jesus is starting to blow up this new balloon. It's not been here before. His words are forming with God's own substance, the thing that's about to take place once he ends up going up to heaven. Unless a man is born from above, which is going to happen soon, people will begin to be born from above. Jesus is prophesying here. When a man is born from above, he'll be able to perceive the kingdom of God. We're supposed to. See the kingdom here. Operate like Jesus here. Not just because we believe it's possible, but because once we connect with the word in the proper way, realizing that it is containing the very essence of God himself, the very substance of God that created from the beginning is still creating and still sustaining and still enabling and still empowering every word he's spoken. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time to his mother's womb? Jesus said, most assuredly I say, unless one is born of water and the? Numa, Pneuma. Born of the Spirit. Born of water, mere men. Born of the Spirit. Something completely different. Something completely different you became something completely different. You became a container of the life of God himself in you. What are you doing with it? What are you doing with the substance of God on the inside of you? The enablement, the powerment of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Praise God. And then he said this in verse 13. And this literally is, to me, the secret to Jesus' ministry and should be the secret to your ministry, but let's not make it a secret anymore. Amen. John chapter 3, verse 13. No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven that is the son of man who is in heaven. Remember, Nicodemus says, you must have come from God to do the things you're doing. Jesus said, when you're born from above, you'll be able to do the same things. Right? Mm -hmm. So he says, no one has ascended to heaven, but the one who came down from heaven, that is the son of man who is in heaven. Now, he's talking about himself. Nobody's gone up yet except for the one who came from there. So he's talking about himself. I've been there. I've been there. Nobody's gone up yet at this time. They have since. (laughs) Amen. But nobody's been there except the one who came from there. He said, the son of man who is still there. But he's on the earth. But he's in heaven. But he's on the earth but he's in heaven. Why? He's living his life with God in him, God on him. Amen. He's living heaven on the earth. And that's what we're invited to do. We've been raised up, seated together in heavenly places in Christ. Amen. That is already our place. That's not our destination when we die. We've been raised up and seated in that place now. Learn to walk from above right here. But it's not academic. It's because the word itself, himself. Everything he has spoken is, is part of his substance in you. It's not just a recording of the things he has said. It contains God himself in it. Can you look at the word instead of just the recording of things he has said and things I need to do and things I need to confess and start thinking of that balloon being filled up with his very substance in every word. Carrying the power and the empowerment to do it because you're a recreated spirit. Amen. You have been born from above. You have a different operating system. Amen. That, that, that phrase operating system, you know, is, is more prevalent in this generation. Things have operating systems, right? It, your phone has an operating system. Whether it's Android or Apple, they're different operating systems. They think differently. And in order to function well with one or the other, you got to know how it thinks, right? So you can do the way it it thinks. And it's interesting if you're an Apple person and somebody has an Android and you're looking at it and you're like, what in the world? How can this be so different? Right? And, and, and many of us, right, we grew up in the way simpler age. And so it seems so complicated. How do I learn this and how do I learn that? And, you know, and so sometimes you're like, okay, email. I used to do it on a computer. Now I can do it on a phone. What do, I, what do I do to email? What, how do I start? Do I have anybody's attention? all right so I'm gonna pick on my mom again just a little bit because <laughs> my mom is is such a learner and is always she always wants to learn every everything just yes. teach me everything spirit soul body <laughs> just teach te- I need to know I need to learn she's always been a, a, a very good receiver with that so very often uh, when it comes to like the iPhone, because if you didn't grow up thinking this way, yeah. you have to learn a new way to think. Yeah. And so in order to do a task, she'll write down all the steps, you know, and, and it'll be the email task or the texting or how to start a, a new text thread or how to, you know. And so it's like the tap, it's like, okay, first you do this, then you look for this little box that has this picture on it, and then you do, you know. So it's step-by-step-by-step, now I know how to email. Mm -hmm. But if you learn how it operates, you can do anything with it. Because those little icons are everywhere. They're not just in the email. They're not just in the text, right? So if you learn how it thinks, then it can serve you. (laughs) In any number of areas, you're not just learning a task. What we've done many times with the word is, okay, to be healed. Okay, what are the steps to be healed again? Okay, faith comes by hearing, hearing, okay, scripture, find scriptures, find scriptures on healing, okay, get, get all my scriptures on healing, okay, meditate in the, okay, memorize, meditate, get the word, okay, memorize them, Say oh, confess, say them, say them, and we're going by steps. Have I done all the steps to get healed? When if you realize how God operates and you just connect with him, that's why I said healing then becomes easy because it's an outflow of your connection with him. We we have Apple phones and I always had a PC computer. Mm -hmm. I got a Mac computer. A little over a year ago, I got a Mac because everybody's saying you got to have a Mac because what you're doing, so, okay, I'll get a Mac. Thankfully, I've had an iPhone long enough that I had a little more understanding how it thinks. But it thinks differently than PC. Way different. And I would sit at my desk going, how in the world do I print something? I just want to print this page. Control P is not working. Right. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, file, uh, print, you know. And uh, I had to think. And then Kevin got us watches. <laughs> he did not get us Apple watches, he got us fossil watches. Compatible. Compatible. <laughs> Not same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Compatible. We had to go back to that store. Can you please tell us how to just connect the thing? Because
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm thinking Apple. Right. Just, and it's not doing that. <laughs> it doesn't think like Apple. It thinks completely differently.
1: Yes,
0: that's true. And I just... I just want results. Yes, <laughs> amen. And I'm doing everything I know to do. I've done everything I know to do. But I don't think like it thinks. So I had to figure out how this thinks so I could get it to work with the thing I know. Faith is our operating system. Faith is our is God's operating system with spirit-filled believers. With spirit-led, spirit-born believers, faith is the operating system he put in place to think like he thinks, act like he acts, talk like he talks. Amen. Are you all right? Yeah. Faith is that operating system. We've already established that everything he created, he did with words, words. Well, i got to confess something. Why do you have to confess something? Why do you need to use your words? Well, because Kenneth Hagin wrote a book. <laughs> <laughs> and this is... A word of faith church. We, yes. we, we do faith here. Yes. Yes. And we're, you know, we're, we're faith people. We're not not faith people. We're Apple people. We're not Android people. We're... So we do that because that's what our people do. We confess the word we have found out. That if you say something long enough, it just might happen. Because Mark 11, there's three times the word say. One time the word believe. So I'm just going to say, 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 say. And we didn't really connect the dots. That we're not doing it because Kenneth Hagin wrote a book. We're doing it because that's the way God thinks. It's the way God operates. And if you're a God person, if you're joined to him, you ought to operate like he operates. Yes. If you operate like he operates, then you'll have what he has. Amen. Yes. Amen. You ought to want to do like he does. Right. Yes. You ought to want to act like he acts because that's who he made you. Amen. Why operate on a different operating right. system and just try to add and pick and choose and, and throw some verses on your situation? Yes. On. Amen. <laughs> just throw a verse at it. See if it sticks. Language with God is important Not just because of what it says But because he's so purposeful with his language Because it contains him It contains his life It contains his emotion It contains his intention It contains... Come on The, The word, this Bible... Is the, and, and, and uh, Christianity, if you will, as a whole, and Judaism as well, it's the only religion where God predicts what he's going to do and fulfills it. Amen. The entire book is a book of prophecy. Mm. He knows the end from the beginning. Why? He created the end before he even... <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's unfathomable as a mere man but the words that he speaks contain his substance. If we really believed that, when we speak, we would be, oh, I'm I'm about to unleash something. (laughs) I'm about to create something here. Why? Because the words that, when I say his word, it might have my voice on it, but it's his substance. Yes,
1: right. right?
0: It's his substance. Yes, good. And if I agree with his substance, with my words, then what he made me to be, this recreated thing that contains his life in it, then I'm, I, ah, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Things are about to change. Yes. Yes. Not because you said it a million times, but because you know that the words that you're speaking carry his substance, and therefore things have to change, yes. there's believing. Amen. Believing. Brother Hagin, as a matter of fact, the Lord told him years and years and years and years ago, many, many, many years ago, about Mark 11. That word say is in that verse, Right? whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He'll have whatsoever he saith. So there are three times relative to the believer that word say is used in that scripture, one-time believe. The Lord told Brother Hagen, you'll have to do three times as much preaching and teaching about the saying part in order for people to get it. Everybody say part. 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 The saying part. That doesn't mean we do three times as much saying as believing. He said three times as much teaching and preaching about the saying part. Saying and believing are equal parts with God. Equal parts with God. It's not the amount of confession. It's the purpose. Believe and speak, not believe, speak, 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 speak. <laughs> believe, speak. Why? Because your words carry the substance of God in them. When you believe, which is hooking up your spirit to it, not your mind, when your spirit hooks up with the words that carry God's substance, now you've got something. Now you've got something really powerful in your mouth. But believing is an equal part of saying. They must be in sync. We don't just say, 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 and eventually something happens. And this, because this is a deception that the enemy has used. Go with me to Second Corinthians 4th chapter. We'll wrap it up here for this morning. We're connecting, amen? Yes. amen. Connecting some dots. Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter. There is a deception, and uh, and I and I and some of this even just awakened in me yesterday um, when Kevin was ministering and he was talking about how the devil only has one tool—it's deception. The Bible says he'll go out to deceive. And then when he's bound for a 1,000 years, he'll stop deceiving. When he's loose, he'll start deceiving again. That's all he's got is deception. And deception means to cause you to think on something untrue. Right? So what is that? How does he use that tool of deception? Thoughts. He'll plant a thought, right? Many times the thought is what if? What if this doesn't work? You're confessing it. What if it doesn't work? or the, the, the symptom that comes gets you to start talking about it, right? Because we love to talk. <laughs> and we love, how you doing? How you doing? Well, not so good, you know. Or even, even for example, uh, the weather. So hot. <laughs> and we keep saying, it's so hot. It's so, it's so hot. Oh, it's so hot. It's so hot. Are we getting anything better by saying it's so hot? No. No. <laughs> no. no. I'm just saying it like it is. I'm just reporting a fact. I'm just saying, you know, so what the enemy would like you to think is that all language is the same. that all language is the same. And so, what you say doesn't matter, you know, and, and he has warped Mark 11 to go, so people go, well, I didn't believe that. I just, I, I'm just saying, right? I'm just saying, because it says you don't doubt in your heart. So, I wasn't, I wasn't saying it by faith, I was just saying. And what the deception is, He wants you to think that all of your speaking is equal. That all of it, all of it just, it's it's all the same. There's no power in it. You've got to somehow say more God stuff than the negative stuff in order to get it to work. You just have to do more of it. Just do more of it. Just do more talking. Just do more talking. And so we confess more, say more. I've been saying the word. I've been saying this. All. I know by his stripes I'm healed. By his stripes I'm healed. By his stripes I'm healed. Like we're trying to paste sticky notes on us with the scriptures. <laughs> to make the symptoms go away. It's on my elbow. By his stripes I'm healed.
1: Amen.
0: Put it on my pancreas. I'm confessing. Doesn't seem to be working. I so, said, "Yes, I gotta stop saying the bad stuff. I gotta stop saying the bad stuff." I got. Now, all these are have a place, but we've been deceived. And what the enemy wants you to think is like the religious leaders. Jesus said to them in Matthew chapter six, "You think you'll be heard for your much speaking." You'll be heard for your much speaking. Well, we got to get everybody to pray. More people, more people, more people. That'll do it. (laughs) Throw some more people at it. With no real purpose. No real belief. Because every interaction with God is through the heart. Every interaction with God starts in the heart. And so the believing comes from your choice to believe the things we've been saying today, which are founded on Scripture, not just my opinion. They're founded in Scripture, which carries the very substance of God, right? So what the enemy would like you to do then is to just think more speaking in one direction or the other will get it done what he really would like you to do is just continue your life as it is realizing there's no power in your words at all thinking there's no power in your words at all therefore i just have to add more to it that way when you say his words you're tricking yourself because your words carry power because you're a spirit made in the image of God. And if he can get you to say your words, his words, now you're creating his reality in your life. Look here in 2 Corinthians. We'll explain it here. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, what we been talking about all morning, his creative power, right, with words, his substance, his breath, Jesus himself, nothing was made without him, right? All Everything creative happens with God. The devil has no creative ability, right? He's a created being. We are recreated yes. beings in the image of God yes. with the spirit and the life of God. The devil has no creative power. That's why he wants to flatten out language and make it of no power. A form of godliness with no power. But God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, we know how he did it, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Uh, one translation says, Our lives filled up with light as we saw and understood God in the face of Jesus Christ, all bright and beautiful. Praise God. In other words, Jesus is the image of this. Okay? Verse 7. But we have, everybody say, I have. I have. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. What is this treasure he's talking about? What is the treasure he's talking about? He's talking about the ability to command light to shine out of darkness. Amen. The God who commanded light to shine out of darkness has now shined in our hearts. We now have this treasure in earthen vessels. Yes. Yes. His substance, this ability to speak his words that still create things. Amen. As long as we're speaking his word in our mouths, the ability to create, he put in us as spirits, not just mere men. But as recreate, if we get better at being spirits, I'm telling you, the world better look out. When we embrace this, that he has put this treasure, this ability For our words to carry the weight because he put it in us, it's his ability in us, right? That the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. His power in us. It's not just the fact that I say something that matters. It's the fact that the power he put in me joined to him makes it creative. that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Now, the next few verses, I I don't have time to go into them. Maybe we'll we'll look at them tomorrow. But he goes on to say, of course, you've all read this, we're hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always these things, it all sounds like, oh, my gosh, we're really going through it. But it's really a play on words because in looking up all these words, Uh, The first thing he says, we're hard-pressed, yet not crushed. Um, The first statement he makes, this is what's happening to us. The words he's using is, this is happening to us. But his response is, but we're not this, is a response that comes from the inside out. We're this from the outside, but we're saying this on the inside and then we're this coming at us, but we're not this. We're, we're taking our creative power on the inside, and we're, we're sending that off of us. We're changing our situation. Each one of those statements has an outside-inside effect. This is what we see, but this is what we're saying. Why? We have this treasure in earthen vessels. In verse 13, and since, not if, yeah. since, since we have, what, the same, everybody say the same. same, the same, the same, not a different, we have, since we have, the same, spirit, Numa. Breath of God, yes. God Himself. Yes. Since we have Him, yes. the Spirit of faith. Yes. It's not an attitude. Right. Amen. There's Bible uh, lexicon. Greek lexicon says this: that that word pneuma never refers to a depersonalized force. The word pneuma. Never means a depersonalized force. It doesn't mean attitude. Amen. It means spirit. He is the spirit of faith. Brother Hagin is not the spirit of faith. The Holy Spirit. The breath of God. The one who created the universe and sustains it. Right? He is the spirit of our operating system. Since he is the author of it, he is the spirit of faith. Since we have the same spirit of faith. Not attitude. Not outlook. Not just a happy way of thinking. A way to get out of our situation. No, we have yeah. the Spirit of God, Spirit of faith. Therefore, we believe and speak. Yes, yes, yes. We don't believe and speak because we're of a different camp of Christians. Right. Right. Yeah. Amen. Come on. Amen. We don't just subscribe to this confession thing. This is who he is. Yes. It's how he's done everything since everything. the beginning of everything. Yes. Nothing was made without this process. Yes. Nothing was changed without this process. Nothing was created without this process. And nothing will change or be created with you without this process. But it's not just doing it. It's knowing him in you. you that he is the spirit of faith and he's in you. Amen. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe and therefore speak. Woo! We also believe and therefore speak. My, my, my. The enemy would have you think that it just doesn't matter what you say. So that you will use your treasure and earthen vessels to create what he plants in your mind. Wow, that's good. By saying the things he plants wow. in your mind, you now give them power. Yeah. They had no power before that. Mm-hmm. The power, the excellency of the power is the same spirit in us. And if we use that loosely, James tells us that he that is a hearer of the word and not a doer of it, does what? He deceives himself. How is that possible, that you've deceived yourself? Well, once you know this to be true, and you use words, knowing that there's power being created. And power is is imp- or the the spirit of God on the inside of you is empowering your words, yeah. and you use words to create bad things. You can't get well. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Get over yourself being a mere man. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Start acting like who you are. Yes. Yes. Don't say it unless you do mean it. Right. Amen. God didn't, Jesus didn't, Jesus said, I only say, I only say say what I hear my father say. This commandment, he said in in, uh, John's gospel, this commandment I have received from my father, what to say and what to speak. He was tempted in all points, like we are, tempted to say a lot of things. Right? Yeah. But he knew his words carried power. Yes. He can't say, you idiot. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. You guys are going to kill me. You guys, I can't believe. People who say, I can't believe. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you saying, I can't believe?
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Yeah.
0: You're deceiving yourself. Yes. yes. You deceive yourself thinking you have no power.
1: Yeah, it's true. Good point. Yep. It's
0: so true. My words don't carry power. Oh, yes, they do. You have the same spirit of faith. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. It's not an attitude. That's it's so not a teaching. It's not a philosophy. Yeah. It's Him. Amen. He put Himself in yeah. you yes. for a purpose, to create things and change things. Do it. Come <clears> on. <laughs>
1: That's good, yes, amen. That's powerful. That's
0: good. Quit deceiving yourself. Amen. Quit thinking, well, no, I I don't have that kind of, you have him. Yeah. You don't have enough, it's not that you don't have enough teaching. Just do him. Do the operating system. Cooperate with the operating system. What is faith? Him. Believing and speaking because there's a force, a substance on the inside, and every word that God speaks carries his substance. So just think for a moment, some of your favorite confessions. Some of your favorite go-to scriptures. Somebody tell me one. Somebody, give me one. Give me one. See how fast you could say that? Himself, who knew no sin, bore in Himself, right? By His stripes, I was healed. Carries the very substance of God Himself and the moments and the minutes and the hours that Jesus spent in torment to take your sickness to take your sin in his own body. So when we say, by his stripes, I was healed, we're not just saying, historically, he was beaten. And figuratively, he took my sin (laughs) and my, no, he really took it. Why did he, why was he resisting in the garden? Why was he, he wasn't resisting the pain of crucifixion that was before him. Ooh, this is going to hurt. He was resisting a man who knew no sin to all of a sudden have the sin of the whole world on him, which separated him from the Father that he has been with his entire existence. He's about to be separated from God. But what God said to him, Jesus said, I only do that which pleases my father. I only do, right, what God has said on all of that, right? But God gave him this by his own choice. He said, the father has given me this choice to lay down my life and to pick it back up again. That's why he said, not my will but your will be done, because it was his will to lay down his life. That's the one thing Father gave him free choice about. Everything else, I only do what the Father says to do. He gave me a command. I do it. I do only his will, only his will, only his will. But the the Lord said, this will be your will. Mm -hmm. You can choose to lay down your life, or you have to choose to lay down your life and to pick it back up. Mm -hmm. So in the garden, he has a choice. Lord, is there any other way this can happen? I'm about to be separated from you. But he had to believe what God already told him and what he'd been prophesying to those around him, three days I'll be back. See, he had to declare before he went to hell. Before he went, he had to declare where he'd be back. Right? He couldn't wait till he got to hell to confess it. He'd have been (laughs) separated from God. He confessed it before he went through it. Knowing what he'd go through, I'll be back on the other side. See, he said that to every to his disciples. Let's go to the other side of the lake. Why? Because if I say it, the substance will create that to happen. Yeah, but there's a storm. Oh, must not have meant what he said. Oh. Oh, Master, wake up, we're dying. That's what we do oh but the doctor said oh but but this happened I, i've been confessing the word but but this showed up what 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 do i do with that since we have the same spirit of faith let's do something with that i said let's do something let's create something with that what'd he say oh we use his words with our mouth oh creative things happen Take your go-to scriptures and re-look at them, mm. what they carry. Did you get something this morning? Yes, ma'am. I did. I preached myself happy. Amen. me happy too. Glory Amen. to God. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm, I'm stirring myself up. Yes. I'm stirring myself up. We're believing God for some things. We're, we're in some situations. Come on. Yeah. We're, we're, we're working this. Yeah. I said, we're working this. Yes. We're not telling you something we're not living out. Amen. That's why it's so real to me, why he's so real to me. And if you'll get on this operating system, I'm telling you, things are about to improve in your life. Amen. Listen, you can take baby steps, you can take big steps, but be aware. Make yourself aware. Amen. Pastor Justin.
1: We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church.